You know, Cody, fuck people. Um, hit your record button. Okay. Now. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. Oh, there we go. And I don't know why I started recording because Snoopy B needs something. I think life is lovely. What's up, everybody? Ty Rivera here, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in, in the, the world. world. <laughs> 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 that was great. <laughs> Welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. It's Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I'm your host, Ty Rivera. Uh, in case anybody's wondering, Snoopy Bijou, my co-host, is currently having a Whimsy's Alligator. Whimsy's Alligators, the never-to-be-sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. But we still put our Amazon affiliates link down below in the description box. Check it out or don't. I don't fucking care what you do. I really do not. Today, we have a guest. Technically, we have two guests. One of the guests is not on camera right now because um, she's... Doing makeup and putting eyelashes on currently. And That's yeah. So we have Cody Woods and Nancy, are you a Woods? Yes. Well, halfway there. What, what's your official? Are you hyphenated right now? or Nancy Lee Woods. Nancy Lee Woods. Yeah. Okay. When yeah. Nancy Lee Woods. We might delete the Woods part just so that way she can get more bookings with the Lee thing. That's going to be handy coming up. I told you handy. guys. Handy? <laughs> oh, that double entendre you. Okay. Well, there was a massage. Yeah. there. Yeah, That's why I think things are going to start booming, Nancy. Nancy's Asian for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah. Cody's white for anybody that doesn't know. <laughs> She got me one of those uh, DNA <laughs> test things because she wanted to find out what I was. And then they do this graphic where the world spins and then it shows your region and then just every percentage. And it just kept spinning and then landing in the same region, spinning, same region. And then it's like, believe it or not, you're white. Thanks for the two hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, it's good to know, you yeah. know, that you're full like, you know, or a lot white. Was there anything else they found or was well, it just I guess Spanish, right? But Oh, okay. So, so a fellow Latino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know we're we have another Latino on the show today. Oh my God, I'm I, so I could go excited. Totally LA comic with it and just totally go hard with it. Yeah, growing up Latino was uh, really hard. Is NBC here by chance? <laughs> yeah, you got to do the diversity showcase now. Yes. Like, look, I'm twelve percent. So, <laughs> are we doing this or not? Right. Yeah. Teach you a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> It'll work out. Yeah. Um, Cody was here in Ve Cody and Nancy are here in Vegas because they're um, just wanted to get out of L.A. and do some spots. And then Cody, what did you end up doing? Did you do anything other than L.A. Comedy Club or was it? That was it. It was really just to escape L.A. Because I was like, you know what? I, I, I can't seem to plan very well in Vegas. So but let's just leave L.A. That's the priority. And this place is amazing. But yeah, I love being in Las Vegas. Yeah. It would like, you know, this is being recorded the same week as I had this situation with Trix and Jill. And I only say that because, you know, uh, so you have a 
point of reference to when me and Cody are talking. So Cody did a guest set last night and killed it, <laughs> which you. I very much appreciate because... <laughs> Yes, the way you said it wasn't just good job. It was like, thank you. My reputation is on the line. It was more thank you. (laughs) Yeah, because everybody knows I'm bitchy when it comes to stand-up. So when I recommend somebody, they'll usually say yes. But then the, uh, the person has to do well, you know, and there's only, well... There's only one person that's let me down here in Vegas so far, and I won't say their name because it's not their fault. Or you know what I mean? Like I'm not mad about it, but it was just like you just had a not even so so set after you hit me up and said you wanted to do a guest set. Yeah. And then I didn't ask for a while or even say anything. Technically, I think outside of requesting a feature you're the last person that or the only person since that situation that i oh, was sure. like okay i'll yeah say and, something. I, and i know that these vegas comics are getting hit up by everybody because it's like the only open place and so i was like let's just go but not bother anybody let's show up and hang out and, and i'm glad like you know you still vouched um yeah i just did not want to inconvenience people because i know that the vegas comics have to be so annoyed with la comics or anybody hey, you guys spots yeah, I knew one way or another you'd be able to get on something. Once I saw you were here, I was like, you know, there's so many options because there was the midnight show who I can't. Oh, yeah, that tricks headline that um, I was going to say I can't remember who headlined it. But um, yeah, I saw a few of my bits. So <laughs> a couple of your soft familiar bits. Huh? I saw some familiar stuff going on in that headlining set. <laughs> And I, I admit I had some feelings about that. That but. should be the name of this episode is Kimmels and Bits. <laughs> Maybe it will be Kimmels and Bits. <laughs> but, you know, I, she really deserves no, like, even in that, she couldn't be the headliner, you know, like for ah. <laughs> what? It's true. Like there was weekend drama. She wasn't the headliner. She was still just a fucking feature. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So all that was going down as you came to watch me. Yeah. And Jill's problems and Trix's problems and Yeah, and it, but you know like we went out and had a nice dinner. It was great. And so that's more like the way my life works. Like I think people think I focus on the <laughs> That's just happening. You know what I mean? That's just like yeah, that's there, yeah. but it's not my focus. You know, what do I care? <laughs> I'll, all I did was read you and go about my night, you know? Read it, you. you just kept making it your life you know what i mean like i can't stand him i don't want him here talking to everybody about me and it's just like what bitch do you have anything else going this weekend <laughs> like you know like i really that's the way i feel with people when they're like being so because people hold on to shit and i really don't you know like we established i don't fuck with you you don't fuck with me that's it you know what i mean we had a quick you never had anybody like talk shit to you or tell you what you really are you know yeah that's the thing probably not you know it's it's that's the difficult part about people and like you know i don't think there's anything wrong with telling somebody the actual truth because if you think about the way the argument started it was her thing you know like to 
take however she wanted because you know she's the one that said something to me and i just told her that i wish she would take personal take actual responsibility for things that she says and does like that's how it started you know so when that's where we start and then you're like mm, i just think bitch i don't care what you think <laughs> i just told you what we think <laughs> If you're smart, you'll just take it in, make the adjustments, you know, it's, like for me, it's so because I mean, like one thing that everybody kept saying this weekend, and this is me speaking, not Cody, just for anybody that's wondering. Um, everybody was saying how kind of disingenuous her set feels and how her stuff doesn't feel like she's actually being a real person like it's more of like a character or, you know something like that so when that's what you're doing i'm just like yeah, yeah work on that yeah like, you know it takes how long has because i didn't watch her and i don't even know who she is mm -hmm. i don't even know who you're talking about that's how you save your fucking ass yeah <laughs> like, uh how long has she been doing comedy because she's from the phoenix scene and you're from the phoenix scene as well right I'm not really from the Phoenix scene. I'm from Phoenix. I started in Phoenix and then I immediately went to LA and started yeah. doing the mics there. And so I really am an LA comic. Yeah. And like when it comes to Phoenix, I was there for a year about in between, you know, where I was actively on the Phoenix scene in between here. And there are some good Phoenix comics. Jill always gets treated like one, but that is because of the Kimmel thing and I'm not being at all. That's just what it is. You know, like comedically, she doesn't deserve the status she has. And the, the, and like I say, this isn't like me trying to be shady or anything like that. That's just like I look at stand up like that's the thing people forget about me is I look at stand up in such a like analytical way and the way that i see people doing things and what i see their like skill level at like just as far as them being funny and stuff and so that's why i don't really like you know care about anybody's feelings and i'm not trying to be an asshole at the same time but it's like you know i'm looking at everything from a very technical point of view from a technical point of view you're not very funny you're not very good you've been doing stand-up for long enough that you should be better than this you know, you've got an actual TV credit. You've been on Heart of the City. This, if you snip this, it looks like you're talking directly to me. <laughs> if someone were to soundbite this, because it's the same credit, and we're making eye contact, and I'm just like, take <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's it's bad with that. Like, I was like, we could do that for the teaser for this episode. Like, wow, Ty really went off on his guest today. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Kimmels and Bits episode where you just yeah but no like it's not like how long have you been doing stand-up now uh 15-ish years really um, yeah yeah then you started not long after me and we met at San Jose kind of wasn't it San Jose yeah yeah you headlined a show murdered it and uh we we smoked some weed in the parking lot and I always remember I always remember this quote from you. You're like, you know, the world's made out to be this big, scary place. It's really not. Yeah. And, you know, being in the Bay Area, it's a hard leftist town. And every gay person there, most gay people would be like, I'm the victim, 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 victim. And it was such an interesting, like, uh, place of strength. And I was like, man, that sunk in. I always remember that. Thank you. And, yeah, that's why I don't, like, care about any of these people <laughs> in general. You know what I mean? Like, because, like... 
people will try to make it seem like you can fuck yourself in comedy or like, you know, things happen because of things you fuck up or stuff. Like there's so many consequences to everything. And really there's not. I mean, like really, and you know, it's like the world is a big scary place thinking. People want you to believe that because they don't want you to go anywhere because they're afraid to go places. Yeah. You know, so don't say this, don't do this because I wouldn't do it. Nobody should do it. And it's really because you wouldn't do it. Nobody should do it. And then when you see somebody do it, you'll see it looks like fun. And now you're hating because, you know, that person's living the life that technically nobody's stopping you from living. Right. You know, get out, go do stand up, do what you have to do. Like, that's one thing you've done. Like, uh, there was one post that I always think of with you. And that's when you um, basically had to hitch a ride to get to the Paul Mooney show. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I, I was just thinking about that the other day. Uh, I did a show in Missouri, and then a flash flood came. And uh, James, my touring partner, bought this shit car, like a Ford whatever. It was his dream car as a kid, but it's a shit car now because he's old. So he backed into uh, a, a, he backed into a, you know, those like parking uh, cinder blocks, you know? Yeah. He backed his tailpipe into it, so now his exhaust was clogged. And he eventually blew his head gasket, uh, and then a head uh, a flash flood came. Yeah. So, and then one police officer died. That's how quick these flash floods, you know, in the Midwest are. So, a police officer died, and I need to get to the airport because I have Oakland the next day. And then uh, we're at this gas station, car stranded. I say, James, I'm going to have to leave you here. I'm going to find some person to drive me three hours. I found a drunk cowboy. And I was like, I'll pay you $400, which was the money I made that night for the show. This sounds like a story I could be telling. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, like, I found a drunk cowboy. I paid him $400. What happened next? <laughs> he gave yeah. me a ride to the airport. <laughs> that's boring. I could have showed me how to get that's, a free ride. That's what he did. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was drunk, and, uh, and so was his uh, girlfriend. And, uh, but he did come back to pick me up. I was like, dude, 400 bucks. I just need to get to Kansas city. And, uh, so from whatever part of Missouri that was, went to KC airport and they were hammered during the flash flood. They had a shotgun, like just loaded cause it's Missouri and it's like leaning towards the back of the truck. Yeah. So it's like it's there. If it goes off, I will catch a little bit of while we're hitting bumps. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So three hours. And then, um, I, fly. and where did you say you met the cowboy? At the gas station we were stranded at. Okay, and yeah. James was going to stay at the gas station. Was he Was he going to go down with the ship? Yeah, and he eventually just abandoned the car. Yeah. And uh, so it's, I don't know, it could be still there. Fuck. Um, and then I went to go do a show in Oakland, and I was up 24 hours, and I was opening for a YouTuber who then did the, the wall joke, the Mexican wall joke, who would build the wall. Oh, yeah. And a YouTuber did that, and I was just... And I was on the verge of having a stroke just because of what I went through. And I'm like, this is, I just lost all my show money. And, and this was at the Paul Mooney show? At the Paul Mooney show, yeah. And Paul Mooney's not doing stand-up now. So, like, when they say Paul Mooney, he's presenting the comics. Yeah. It's, it's safe to say now because he's been accused of rape, but he has Alzheimer's. Okay. So he's had Alzheimer's for a couple of years. And so when people pay to see Paul Mooney, it's really just him going up there. And he got caught in a loop. Like a psychological loop when he went up there. He's like, give it up for him one more time. He did it eight times. <laughs> yeah. They had to pull the microphone away from him. He's a mess. Give it up for him one more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give it up for him one more time. <laughs> yeah. Somebody go snap Paul out of this. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I just ran into a comic 
at the casino last night, and he was like mentioning that. He's like, oh, I saw you at the Paul Mooney thing. I was like, yeah, when he got caught in a loop. And did yeah. the audience get caught in the loop with him? Did they keep giving it up for him one more time? They you know, did they just keep like started to be like, what the fuck is happening? You know, because he's not the type to do like some weird absurdist. You know, because that could yeah. be like an alt bit, maybe. Yeah. Maybe keep doing it. But they're like, no, what the hell? So the YouTuber was the YouTuber black? Yeah. Okay. And what bothered me about it was like, okay, maybe he just doesn't know that joke is the most stolen joke of all time. But he was in the car. Notoriously, that's the joke that uh, ended Ari Shafir called. Um, yeah. well, Which is a Joe stupid Rogan. thing because everybody had the joke. That's not the one to pick I agree. On. That's what I always said. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, that was my exact thinking on that. It's like, why would anybody want to claim that joke? You know, yeah. I have that feeling almost with the tricks situation. You know, it's just one of my bits. But like put together with my whole personality and my the rest of my set, I like that bit as kind of like transitory. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just like an A to B in my set. Um, it's definitely not a signature bit, but like, yeah, you know, where it's like it's got Michael Jackson in it. We talk about Elvis, but I don't really know a lot of comics mentioning Elvis. So I got to say that. Oh, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, like just in that way, you know what I mean? Like in the like kind of being a hack way. So mentioning Michael Jackson to me is what it is. Yeah. But like Elvis and other things are Kelly at that time. And it's just a bit I want to put on an album and get rid of. Right. So it's one of the throwaways. But, you know, it's still it's your shit. You yeah. Um, but yeah. When he did that and then just reality just sunk in like this dude's making thousands of dollars and he's doing that bit. Audience ate it up. And it's just it's just the unfairness. Of the yeah. Place. Your YouTube, though, went crazy for a minute there. Yeah. Yeah. The last three months. Thank God. Like. What's funny is a TV credit really doesn't mean shit now, uh -huh. but that Laugh Factory clip went viral. I got three times the money I did from Comedy Central mm -hmm. and about a million percent more of the followers. Comedy Central gave me 50 Instagram followers. That's it. Yeah, Comedy Central doesn't really do much anymore. And like even when I was on the last time, which was 2013, I think, um, it just didn't, you know, and Gabriel Iglesias was doing Gabriel Iglesias, you know, retweeting me and stuff like that. That got me followers. Right. But the Comedy Central itself really didn't. People aren't really checking for Comedy Central like that. No. Yeah. Just the channel itself was dying. But I also heard for that a Comedy Central exec told a comic like when we play stand up, people change the channel. So it's already a channel that people don't watch. And then the people that are watching, they change the channel once someone's. It's not aesthetically pleasing to watch someone with a microphone. Well, uh, what are we doing now? But like, it's well, just not. Well, the thing is with um, stand up, it's like, in all fairness, <clears throat> a lot of Comedy Central stand up is bad stand up. That's the real problem. So you're asking people to watch something that hasn't been a pleasurable, pleasurable experience any other time they watched it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, you know, last time I watched one of these, because I've, like, you know, at points, like, seen Comedy Central stuff on Facebook. That's where I'll see it. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, yeah, this isn't good. Yeah. So then I'm not likely to click on another link of Comedy Central stand-up the next time. I see, even Friends, mm -hmm. where I see their stuff, and I'm like, I know they have better stuff than this. Yeah. You know, so why is it I'm watching them do this watered-down, crappy version of yeah. what it is they do. 
you know, like it's almost like they ask people on Comedy Central and Netflix to kind of scale back. Don't yeah. give them your A game. Keep the bar low so we can, you know, because at one time Comedy Central Presents would launch careers. Oh, and yeah. That's when it was good, too. There was a lot of good comics. And then they just it's almost like on purpose. They're picking bad acts. Maybe well, not even bad comics, but bad acts. Well, it's what you said, though. It really is keeping the bar low. Bees, you go to your room now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The dog is coming up to me. What a good dog. She, trust me, she has her moments. She'll be out <laughs> in a second. I'm going to I'm have to lock her up all the way. She's going to spend the rest of her weekend in the clink. But, um, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, they really are keeping the bar low because if you like you travel a lot. Yeah. You know, I travel a lot. You know, the level of talent that's actually out there. Yeah. So yeah. when you think about that versus what you see on Comedy Central and Netflix, it's like, how do you end up with this when you've got yeah. all of this to pick from? Yeah. You can't even accidentally be that bad at booking. You And to be we live in purpose. a digital world. Yeah. You know, so it's not even like you have to go see them. It's not like you you can get clips. You can hear what the word is from other comedians. Yeah. You know, the way they do it is they're like, we want to we want people that look like this, this and this and have these opinions. Right. And it's like, well, now you narrowed the field already to a point where you're only going to get this many people. If you And if you're looking for a politically correct slant or somebody that hasn't said anything scandalous on Twitter, because now, you know, that's even a thing. Like when you do stand up for diversity, they want all your social media. And of course, they have people go through your social media, you know, yeah. like so it's like, what's this? Like, you know, who cares? Right. But everybody's trying to avoid a scandal, not realizing that that's part of what comedy has been known for. Right. Exactly. It's almost like they're picking newer comics, too. Have you noticed? I feel like the average years in the game until you get your TV credit, it used to be kind of like 10. And then they would get a thing. But I'm noticing how many like three, four year comics that they pick. And it, maybe it's just because their social media history is like smaller than. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Well, also, what you have to remember is a lot of the people that are on the way to that road. You know, if you think about like, you know, say the people that handle things in L.A., or the bookers of like, you know, improv and stuff like that. Like in a lot of cases, it seems like they pick people that they like to hang out with. Yeah to get more spots and then those people advance and in a lot of cases those people are cool to hang out with but they're not necessarily the funniest or the yeah. best yeah how are you gonna have a social life if you're going up all the time period yeah and then you know the like you know also young i think they try to like you know still appeal mm -hmm. to uh like they're gonna they think they're gonna compete with like the influencer space in some ways yeah, I feel like in stand up where they're like, you know, let's go for a particular look, you know. Yeah, that's definitely the case. I had one uh, management company who was hip pocketing me in 2014. It's we both know this company. It's a very big company. Yeah. And uh, I was at lunch and then they had dropped me and I didn't understand why. <laughs> How do you get dropped from being picked? You know, you're not even signed, but they drop you. <laughs> Yeah. So, For then, anybody at home that doesn't know, hip pocketing is when it's like an agency or uh, management will uh, 
basically represent you, but you're not officially signed to them. Yeah. And so they'll help you out. They'll throw you shit here and there. Like, you know, depending on your relationship with them is how much they kind of yeah. do for you. Were they doing a lot for you, though? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, a tiny bit. Some festival stuff, some audition stuff. Very, you know, uh, some club work because they're connected to clubs. But then uh, I had a, a lunch with one of the junior managers and they, you know, I was always cool with them even after the drop. And then they're like, look, you're white. You're fucked. Like, so it, it came from industry. Like I, you know, I, and I, I'm okay with that. Cause like, we do need to open up, you know, we need to make this a true meritocracy, but that meritocracy is diverse, but we don't need diversity. We need meritocracy that leads to diversity, you know? Yeah. And I really do feel like if people were honest, it would even itself out. Exactly. Like there are plenty of talented white. There are plenty of talented yeah. Latino. It's just they pick the worst and they pick based on what they think is yeah. going to be marketable. Right. That's what stand up has turned into for some people where it's like they want to concentrate on the market marketability. And one of the things that I like about you that I also do myself is like whether like, you know, how active you're able to be on certain things is sometimes dependent on what's going on around you. But the fact is you are always stay consistent in trying to do your own thing so while you are still open to doing things for like you did heart of the city or you know like the different things that you do that are kind of industry you're still always trying to do your own thing yeah you know which is what we all have to do and especially now why wouldn't we because right. when you don't have to sit around and say hey pick me pick me pick me and you can actually just set up your own stuff and be like okay i'm gonna post this and let me see if people like it yeah then you're not not in a position anymore where you have to be like submissive to the industry right. and it's also going to be better for you because you're considered somewhat edgy you know some people would say yeah. like for me you just do stand up you're a comic yeah that's how i see it uh it's just like when you're like a piece of beef jerky next to a bunch of cotton candy you look salty but really you just you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that fit. that like, could fit yeah yeah. yeah, that that makes sense. And it's true, you know, and it's like, so, yeah, you're always thinking of the funny thing, which is what you have to do. Yeah. It's not about it. In a way, I'm glad I was forced into a corner because now I realize, well, this is all I got. I might get a few cool industry things here and there if I, but that's not the focus, you know. And I would say when the time comes, you will if you want to. Yeah. You might not want to do that at that point or you might have your own thing going because really a lot of that stuff for real comics is going down the tubes like like I'm not an SNL guy. But what if I was, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I get on SNL. I have this talent. My dream happens. And then somebody notices something I said or and now it could be anything. You know, there's so many like landmines when you're yeah. dealing with social justice warrior type. And I'm not like on that fight you know what i mean i really i don't want to fight anybody i just yeah. want to be left to do stand up and if i'm funny you laugh and if i'm not you don't and that's what i'm worried about you know what i mean mm -hmm. like the other stuff i'm not like you know how i feel about politics or any of that like why do you really care outside of just like something for entertainment purposes right yeah um the birds are nice i got add it fucking sucks um, but yeah, the uh, industry is, um, I'll tell you a story. I, I was at one of the festivals that management company uh, put me in, but they had dropped me before the festival, mm -hmm. but they forgot they got me in the festival. So I'm there. 
and they're just like, oh, hey. <laughs> so, so I'm there, and then they had an industry panel, uh, that, you know, where they go, they go up, and then all these comics are giving them softball questions. I decided to grill them. For yeah. Everybody. Tiffany Haddish was there, like fucking, like everybody. I was like, uh, so if you have a A plus comic with 400 Twitter followers, and then you have like a D minus comic with 400,000 Twitter followers, who do you sign? Oh, they got so fucking mad at me. Like, this one dude, this one agent from New York, he just started, like, cussing me out in front of the panel. He's like, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know who the fuck you are. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a legit, because I need to know what to prioritize. Don't tell me to do my thing, do a seminar, like, be an artist. Like, if I'm supposed to be worrying about marketing more than bits, uh, then maybe I will do that for a little while. Or I'll know how to split my energy, and I won't be this dumb artist. Yeah. And then um, they got really mad. And then eventually, Claudia Kagan, she was the booker of Arsenio. She eventually just interrupts him. She's like, he makes a point. By the way, he's very good. And... I can't get any of the comics I want on Arsenio because the execs ask what their Twitter following is first. Mm -hmm. And then, oh man, did I create a shit pile. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's what it is in a lot of cases and people don't want to admit that. That's why I say once you create your, your own following, then you decide what you'll want to do with it. You know, yeah. that's why I'm not worried about anybody because it's like, you know, my years of putting because I did that for a while. You know, when people are like, you know, well, if he had done this, he would probably be further. If he hadn't argued with this person, he would probably be further. And it was like, you don't know my actual life. I could tell you where things have gone wrong and what has been the major fuck ups. And those haven't been the major fuck ups. Usually that's me just saying, fuck it. This bridge doesn't go anywhere. Let me burn it so I don't accidentally cross it again. Yes. I think that's very effective. Yeah, Burn well, that's it. the way I feel about it. You know, then I never I never go back to that ex because I broke his fucking windshield. You know what yes. I mean? Like <laughs> that kind of thinking. <laughs> Even if I get weak, you wouldn't have me back. You know, yeah. like so that's the way I feel with a lot of these situations. But people don't understand. Like, you know, I was there when I had a general meeting with E and they got so uh disinterested when i told them that i didn't want like i'm not your stereotypical gay i'm not gonna do makeovers i'm not gonna you know and i was telling them you know because at first i said that and then they were like well what do you mean and you know what i mean and i yeah. could tell they already looked like this yeah. doesn't sound right <laughs> you yeah. don't want to do these and so then i you know gave them a couple examples like with the doing makeovers i was like i don't really care about fashion that much i'm not gonna talk about what somebody's wearing i'm not that kind of gay and they were just like okay well <laughs> you know like and that's you know that's the thing they're they like if you do it their way they want you to be a particular thing yeah where if you just build your own thing, it's right. like, all They right. don't even know they're basic, what I'm starting to notice. They don't. They yeah. think they're really, like, cutting edge and they're, like, they've got their fingers on the pulse. Yeah. It's really sad. Because, like, even when I hang out with some industry... Oh, yeah. The lady that told me, um, oh, you're white, you're fucked, right? Yeah. I had brought up uh, something about Deaf Comedy Jam. She didn't even know what it was. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know um, why we're talking about Shang, but... <laughs> but he was on Def Comedy Jam, that's right. Yeah. He what was... he did was bullshit. I'll go on camera saying that. Because I don't know the thing with Jill and Tricks, but I mean, fuck Shane for that, for real. Thank and you. And his friend. And yeah. I forgot his friend. I was at the festival with his friend, the other guy, but he was so cool at the festival, and for him to be so disingenuous and try to set you up and frame you, 
Black Pedro. Yeah. The yeah. Fuck, guys, and I don't care if you see that, like, guys, that was not right, and everyone can see through it. Thank you. Because, yeah, every uh, I got a lot of comics hitting me up about that that were, like, you know, uh, told me they want me to do their podcast and that they what they did think that it was bullshit. And, like, yeah, it's been a lot of people being supportive about that one. And, you know, it's cool because, like, as comics, like, it would be like if right now, like, I had something that I secretly wanted to attack you about, and, like, you think you're here to be a guest and us to have a good conversation, then I turn it into, and what about, and you're like, what about, this is my Sunday afternoon, and you're lucky I stopped by your place, asshole. Yeah. What about that? And you know? not even paying you. Yeah. And you brought in the traffic. It was their highest views just because you're on and everything else. No one gave a shit. Yeah. And they should have yeah. let that Facebook version play out because we had gotten into it good on Facebook. And so people were going to be able to see that. Like the thing is, I may be a little bit like, you know, burn the bridge every once in a while or stuff like that. But the, the behind the scenes on that was I was trying to help Shang actually make that something at that point, because my thinking at a point becomes, OK, we made we made content. I don't like Black Pedro. Fuck him. But between me and you, Shang, like, you know, let's promote it. I was like, I just posted like because I had sent him a few DMs before all that shit, you know, like kind of went sour in my way because for me it really was like that it was like we did some content and so i told him you know i put up a post about your thing i don't like black pedro but you know me and you are cool or whatever and then i was like uh you know feel free to put your links to the show in the comments of what i just posted Mm-hmm. You know, and then I posted another thing, I think. Yeah, one other thing just to make my point and say why I said what I said on that podcast. And for me, like, yeah, we are, I guess, kind of still debating on Facebook at that point, or I'm still saying stuff on Facebook, but that's more of a promotional tool. Yeah. I did your podcast. We had some Jerry Springer esque conversation. Yeah. People love that shit. And yeah, I'm not happy it happened, but we might as well benefit from it. So then you pull the clip from Facebook and then eventually pull the clip from YouTube. And it was like, why don't you, what do you have the show for? Yeah. If you're not going to stand by and promote whatever the fuck's going on. It was clear they had a political agenda. We watched the whole thing. Yeah. You were so gracious and kind for a long time. And then finally you were like, okay, you pushed me enough. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, like, I, but uh, like, I really was like, even after, like I said, cause it's all just content to me, like the shit with, uh, this weekend with tricks and Jill like that. I'm not actively mad at them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, it's just yeah. content. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I was annoyed. You did my bit. I'm pretty sure tricks is going to know to just let off that bit altogether, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then Jill, will go on being what she is in Phoenix. You know what I mean? Like that, she'll continue being her. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we all just go back to our lives. It's not like I actively hate them, but it's just content and a story that paints a picture for me. Like if I tell people like, you know, why I don't like certain types of people or why I don't hang out with certain types of people or like right now we're talking about it here, but there's no emotion attached to it. And that's why I felt with Shang and Pedro at that time. And I still feel that way again, because, you know, that actually got me quite a few views on my YouTube and it was long. And so, you know, it got me watch time and a little bit of revenue. And so I'm like, what am I upset about? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, like you helped me create. So. 
Yeah, and the internet is uh, surprisingly um, fair sometimes. Like, I think they were going for a certain audience because they're like, oh, if we just woke it up, look at all these dumb fucks that will follow us. Yeah. But, you know, they, they should have known, like, if, if they're going to set up bowling pins and just knock them over, you're not, you're not a bowling pin. You can find a dumb person that could uh you know be the punching bag yeah I'm like are they stupid do they not know yeah i ended okay. up hearing that that's what they had because they had two other trump supporters on yeah and uh they had done that with them like just like made them look stupid or like really you know i don't and i don't understand like that that's why i get so mad because i don't understand the point of that thinking like why would you want to have an unproductive conversation purposely you know yeah. like why would you be like Ego. yeah Ego. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't feel like that. You know, I feel like checking people is when they fucking come at you sideways and you you blind spot. You know what I mean? When they're not ready, like, because they're the ones that start it. And then you like exactly what I did to them on their podcast. You know, it's like, yeah, I will be quiet and I will be nice. And I will like come on your bullshit show that has no fucking viewers. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'll do all of it. But then once you try to shit on me, then like, you know. What did you think this was going to play out yeah. like? I really didn't like the uh, guilt by association technique, like by asking questions like someone tried. You were on the same thread. They did it to me because I was questioning whether this shooter at the massage parlor was a religious fanatic or possibly racist. But like I just haven't seen the context to where he could be racist yet because there's only one newspaper and it's thousands of miles away in South Korea. Why do they have the source on that when CNN or Fox didn't report on it? Yeah. And the so, way they were going with that, they seem to have eased up a lot and they're trying to just forget about it, you know, like, yeah. um, or that aspect of it, I'm sure yeah. will be updated in a couple of months or whatever, but it seems like they don't want to really make that the focus because it truly doesn't fit the narrative. Yeah. You know, after, after they made this huge thing about it being racist, it's like, you know, it doesn't yeah. necessarily just because people of color are involved or ethnic people, however you want to word that are involved, doesn't necessarily mean it's racist. Yeah. And that guy was just he thought he was ridding the world of sin yeah. or, you know, or his temptation. Yeah. You know, like this is my personal temptation. Let me get rid of this. So yeah. nobody else has to deal with this demon. Yeah. You know, and that's what that was his thinking. And it, it is crazy religious thinking. But then, you know, he probably like people don't want to look into that too much because the truth of it is he's probably not that abnormal of a guy. Right. He was just raised around religious people that yeah. kept telling him everything that was natural about him was wrong. Yeah. You like jerking yeah. off, really you like women, all of that's, you know, I know. Yeah. That's like being homophobic in San Francisco. Yeah. Like how mad are you all the time? And plus, if you're if you really hate these people, why do you have to fuck them so much? Yeah, it just didn't add up. So then I'm questioning it. But hey, look, he's got a beard. He's got the camo hat. Am I going to be surprised if he did say that shit? No, I'm not. I'm not going to be surprised. But because there wasn't enough evidence to confirm it, they, we had all these wokesters on my threads. Like, you, so what is your feeling on white supremacy? It's like, well, no, let's talk about the sources of information. So you are denying white supremacy? I'm like, I have a feeling you're a white supremacist, which I know they're not, but just beat him to the punch. Yeah. And he's like, no, you answer my question. I said, now I know you're a white supremacist. <laughs> so I, I crossed the finish line first. I got to call him racist first, so I won the woke war. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, 
it's uh so the guilt by association questioning that i was noticing from shane or shang uh was just like so do you think covid is real like it makes you look like a, a asshole just a question yeah you know it's a it's an entrapping question it always looks bad and then you gave a great fucking uh response which was like basically, you know, it's people with pre-existing conditions. Yeah, and, like and also like we don't know the numbers. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, so we don't know the exact numbers, and it's just true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at the way the whole Cuomo situation played out. You know, like they were underreporting. So, like, you know, mm -hmm. when I say that we don't know the numbers, and uh, you know, it could have been more. Like, you know, yeah. even just as far as who had it like we were talking last night you know like if you even look at those statistics mm -hmm. you know like like i think i may have had a you know had a, a quick bout with it back in february mm -hmm. you were saying like december december like, 2019 yeah yeah you know ron said something you know so when you have these different you know where and for a minute there nobody was really able to get tested you know they were telling you to just stay home yeah if you thought you had anything just quarantine self-quarantine and so you know like really do we know and like do we really know anything as far as numbers go where we could say like you know and the testing accuracy was an issue too there for a little bit supposedly yeah um, well that's been a whole thing that people yeah. and people act like you're being some kind of conspiracy theorist by saying this but it's like no i'm not like i'm not doing that yeah i'm just saying like you know we just don't know yeah people really can't comprehend gray area very well because like i i was a big proponent of mass even before fauci said it I, I was shocked that he was even questioning whether we should mask i was like no uh -huh. we should mask because i used to work in the medical field but I can also question when there's a 25% discrepancy in New York for uh, cases uh, from what I've read, but that could have been debunked. But I'm just questioning. But I'm also protocol. Yeah, social distance. Do all the things. Who gives a shit? And I've always been pro-social distance. Yeah, and it's it's nice. <laughs> Even before COVID. Yeah, right? you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a, like, yeah, let's... <laughs> let's yeah. stay arms you know we don't have to be six feet but at least i should be able to you know swing around like wonder woman and not smack you in the face yeah <laughs> right like i really you know i really do feel like you know yeah we should be and also um like hand washing that I'm, should have been a thing there should there should have always been this sanitizer every fucking yeah way. and i've always been a hand washing yeah. guy where i'm just like yeah i want to have clean hands because mm -hmm. a lot of times i eat with my hands i smoke cigarettes so my hands are always near my face yeah. you know like it just you know i like having clean hands yeah. and it's true you know yeah. what i mean and you like that your hands are the dirtiest part of you and the first thing we do is shake hands so why would you not want to wash your hands? So like, you know, the, like I, and I think COVID has been great for teaching people a lot of lessons like that. Yeah. You know, you like train, reminding everybody. Yeah. You have to train uh, infection control. You have to train it. Because like when I was in the medical field, I sucked at doing the protocol when it comes to disinfecting because you have to be trained in it. It is a job yeah. to be that good at it. So we, we, if we expect, a, you know, we need a year of training and that's exactly what we got. Hopefully... It continues. We'll see.
I don't know. It's no, nice and these motherfuckers need to die anyway, if we're being 100% honest. And I'm not even joking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of what we lost was dead weight. Um, the other day, I went to the salon, and I had my hair thinned out. You know what I mean? Because I had a lot of shit I didn't need in there. And yeah. that's kind of the way I saw COVID in a lot of ways. You know, it was just like God taking the thinning shears and being like, all right, we don't need this. Let's fucking, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, from the beginning, I felt like, let this motherfucker run through and see what it kills and what it doesn't. Yeah, like that's really the way I felt about it. You know what I mean? Everybody stay no mask, and people were like, you know, well, what about my grandmother? And I was like, I'm not thinking about her. You know, <laughs> like you go worry about your grandmother. Buy her a mask. Like, and people weren't consistent in their like, I care about people so much yeah. because if you really cared about people, you wouldn't only wear the mask instead of wearing gloves, which a lot of people were wearing and cross contaminating. Which, yeah. like, you know, because gloves increase cross contamination yeah. because you don't think that you have to worry about your hands yeah. at that you point. You have to throw away the gloves. Yeah. yeah. You have to have like a fucking, we would go through three boxes of gloves a day. Yeah. And then you see the people now, like, you know, just throw their mask in the street or whatever else. It's like, oh, yeah, I appreciate you caring about everybody so much. Yeah. 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 There, and there was a lot of that, you know, like, so when you're not even doing your best, you're doing the best for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. Like if you're wearing gloves and handling everything and not changing out your gloves like you would have to, which is impossible. Yep. It would literally be impossible to do that effectively or safely for everybody around you in the safest way possible. Yeah. You know, it would it would be impossible. Um, but these people were still doing it because it's not that you care about other people. You're hoping you live and you're exactly what needs to die. <laughs> you know, so it was a lot of dead weight. Wear your gloves, relax and let's pray this variant takes you out. <laughs> The UK variant. We're, we're rooting for you. Yeah, I, I really ole, am. I'm ole, ole, ole. <laughs> fucking dust it. You know what I mean? Just like, and I'm serious. Yeah. Like anybody that's offended, don't watch me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I believe <laughs> so that this is the way I feel in terms of like, uh, being infected by, I don't think it's that contagious, you know, as they made it out to be, uh, it's just like pregnancies. When they say, oh, it's just so easy to, you know, get someone pregnant. But you find out most of these accidental births were from dudes just squirting it in. Just squirting. It wasn't a pullout. He would just fucking roll the dice. That's how much, most of the time, when there's an accidental pregnancy, it's not broken condom. It's not weak pullout game. It's just like, hope she ain't ovulating. Squirt. That's how many people there are that don't give a fuck. Like, their just brains don't work. So when COVID comes around... A lot of people that did get it were just fucking stupid. They were making out in pools, drinking, you know, they weren't trying. Me? Oh, no. I mean, whatever. You're young. Believe but. me, I was out there. <laughs> I feel like you're reading my journal right now. I just like, I get it. I'm irresponsible. Well, I was loving life. Well, that's the thing. I just squirting in everyone. Wait, which part? <laughs> Yeah, but know. yeah, no, well, you know, also it's, it's not that contagious. It's just like know, fucking AIDS is the problem, you know, and yeah. Dr. Fauci handled that too. Is they created this fucking like everybody be scared as airborne, you know what I mean? Be yeah. scared of everything. And then it turned out to not be. And Dr. Fauci really just doesn't need to be the person in charge of that anymore. Yeah. You know, like look at the way like look at the way AIDS the original material or the original information that was disseminated about AIDS and HIV. Yeah. 
You know, like it's, we're still trying to get over that stigma. Right. You know, and that's because Dr. Fauci is a little too panicky. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel that way. Like there's got to be somebody with just as much knowledge as Dr. Fauci that you can put in there, even if they don't have the experience of Dr. Fauci, because Dr. Fauci has had his job since the 80s. Mm. Of course, he has yeah. a lot of experience. He's right. the only one you had there that, yeah, like you that. never fired him. So therefore, yeah, you know, they, you're yeah. right. That does yeah. give you some experience, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to handle things the right way. Yeah. You know, and like when they were asking me on that podcast about like that situation, like, you know, Dr. Fauci, I feel like if everything is, was as dire as he thought it was, he should have gone borderline Snowden and just been like, these are things I have to say. You know what I mean? Like if you guys want to survive this, these are things you have to know. I don't care what Donald Trump says. You know, I don't care if I have to move to another country because I told you this, but this is what's going to save the entire fucking world. Supposedly. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing was, they later on said that was like family or something like that. Like those were, you know, because it was just the three of them sitting in the middle of nowhere and they all had their mask on their chin, like chin straps. Which, Do they live together? I guess. Well, I don't know. I That I don't remember. I just remember people being like, you know, that was like supposedly not a thing. But I don't know what's a thing and what's not a thing anymore, to tell you the, the truth. The thing is with basic infection control, like family shouldn't matter like in a public setting yeah you should be just doing that because what if he got the shit from the hot dog guy and then he just starts hot potatoing it into his grandma's lap you know so it's okay to kill your family then yeah so well you're meant to you know i really do feel that way like in a certain i'm not even joking is the worst part (laughs) like I feel kind of like like that's part of the cycle of life in a way like you know what i mean like um my parents are older, so like if I were to give it to them, um, I would think that a hug from me would want to be would one of the thing would be one of the things that they'd want to be like the last thing that they had. So you know that's one of my things. I don't know if you can hear me, but uh, I feel like what if there are a lot of people who actually do not want to stay here on Earth? Maybe they're hoping for something like this. Bijou, go to your bed, and that's like the other thing. Bijou, enough. Go to your bed. Let me put you away. Give me a second. <laughs> what a good dog. Is there ever, do you have any footage of you telling Bijou to go to your bed and then him no. ever doing it? It's amazing. It's truly amazing. We got to re- Thank you. The way she's going to get her ass beat is going to be amazing, too, if she doesn't stay off my fucking... <laughs> This bitch yeah. knows not to fuck around when daddy's get on getting unbothered. I fucking <laughs> give her an alligator. Whimsy's alligators description. <laughs> <laughs> Are they? But yeah, I give her her alligator and that's her getting paid off. And then we shouldn't have to do this. And Nancy, yes, to what you said, I do feel like that, you know, if like some people are ready to go, then let them go. You know, like they're like not everybody wants to live forever. And well, that's that's the thing with me, too. Like, that's why I was willing to keep going out and doing what I was doing, you know, in uh, when we were supposed to be in shutdown or whatever, because it's like, you know, if it's time to go, it's time to go. But I don't want to live barricaded in my apartment. Yeah. And that was proven by all the suicides, the highest suicide rate. 
Yeah, but you know, they also could have just gone to a bar like I did, or you know, like, <laughs> why not try some things first? You know, you don't gotta like. <laughs> Yeah, last resort. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, you're right. Nothing's fun. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> then, yeah. But, like, you know, just, like, you're, this is your first option. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you could have gone to your mom's house. <laughs> like, and that's the way my parents are, too. Like, you know, because uh, it was, I went home. And I had actually planned to be home, be home, like stay in Arizona, possibly, you know, for some of the shutdown or whatever. But uh, then I saw my parents and they were so like, you know, no, go back and live your life and don't think about us, you know, because yeah. like I told my dad when I saw him, you know, like uh, immediately because I was doing laundry like I always do. I always take all my fucking laundry and like I'm going to do this. So I was doing my laundry and then my dad walks in. It was like early morning. And then I was like, uh, he comes to like get close to me. And I was like, social distance. And he was like, oh, sure. And he hugged me. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, then like I asked my mom how she felt about it. And she's like, I'm not worried. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And that's yeah. literally what she said. And then uh, I was like, all right. So, you know, I pretty quickly decided like I'm not fucking staying here and watching them get older. Yeah. You know, I'll go yeah. home. Yeah, I... Uh, Let my nephews kill them. <laughs> <laughs> well, because my nephews both live there, and, you know, they're healthy vectors. <laughs> they can they can take them a dose or whatever yeah. it is that needs to happen. <laughs> we walked into a bar in Kansas as it was uh, breaking out. What, what, when was that, like March 2019? No, 2020? Something like that. Yeah, we go in and, uh, you know, I'm not concerned about getting it because I'll beat it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I came in wearing a mask because I just got off a plane or I was going into a bar to meet my mother. Nobody had a mask on, but then they made fun of me for wearing a mask. They're like, ooh, maskers. I'm like, this is for you, you fat fucking redneck. I would kill you if I Yeah. Get I'm okay. Like, this isn't even to protect me. This is so I don't breathe on your fat, diabetic ass. Yeah. So it, people don't even understand. Like, it's almost worth it to give it to them. Yeah, that's why you're too nice. Yeah. I don't wear a mask anywhere unless people make me. And that's because, you know, if you get it, I'm sorry you weren't strong enough. You know what I mean? If you get it yeah. and you die, that's on you. You should have, like, you know. There is enough government money to stay your ass at home if you are fragile. Like, my dollar is inflating right now for you to stay at home. And if you're not and you're fragile, then you deserve at least 50% of that death, right? They, like, but there's also people that think they're healthier than they are, you know, that's like, interesting. Yeah. Like they're not like, you know, there's people that don't know they're fat. Kansas. Yeah, they have exactly. No clue how fat they are, you know, cause they're, well, they're normal. Fat. You know what normal. I mean? Like in their thinking, like they're yeah. like, you know, I'm normal. I'm normal size. And it's like, no, you're a fat guy. You really are fat. Yeah. You just think you're normal. Cause all your friends are fat too. You know, everybody around you is this bigger size. And then you go to L.A. and it's like the opposite thing. You know, a lot of people there think they're he healthy, but they're actually malnourished to a certain degree. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, because you see these women and they're beautiful and they're super thin. And mm -hmm. to people, that means health. But yeah. really, it's like they're not getting the right nutrients. And so they can be unhealthy, too. Yeah. 
It's like your skin tone is so beautiful with that iron deficiency. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, a lot of times that's even just makeup over their iron deficiency. If you were to see their actual face, they're actually kind of pale or, you know what I yeah. mean? Like a lot can be done to brighten yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> Looks into the camera. <laughs> well, I love it. <laughs> or that's yeah. what I hear. I don't know. What, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just... Some of us are just dewy skin, you know, <laughs> like I was blessed with these Asian jeans, not yeah. Asian. <laughs> oh, Those rail workers, railroad workers did a number on my jeans. <laughs> That's what happened. But yeah, you know, so it's like all the way around. And so and it's, so I don't like honestly just to let you know where I'm at with it because you and Nancy could end up thinking I'm a horrible person after this or after what I've said. But like for me, I just really do believe in a really organic, natural approach to all of this, you know, when it comes to COVID and that stuff. What does that mean? Like kind organic. Of like God decides? Yeah. And I really do I feel, feel that way. And thank you. I'm glad. Yeah. Cause it's not meant to be a callous thing. It's just kind of yeah. like, you know, nature has been doing its thing for, yeah. And whether this was created or in a lab or if it was just like, you know, something like they said, well, I think they ruled out wet markets, really. You know what I mean? Even though that was the big. And it, that's the other thing about the information. You know, at first they were like, you know, it's wet markets. It has to be wet markets. And then more recently they're like, you know, well, chances are it what didn't come from a wet market. Mm -hmm. So it's like it, stuff is just changing. And that's the other thing. I think people need to be more flexible to that. It's not about conspiracy theory or one particular thing. It's like just being flexible about something that we really have no idea about. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been a bioweapon. We could have pissed China off. And like, okay, watch this. All of it's on the table. Yeah. As far as I go, all of it's on the table. And there's nothing wrong with saying any of it. What's so hurtful about your words? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why would I be like, you know... Yeah, I remember I was talking about the virus in October of 2019 with James. Mm -hmm. uh, James knows everything ahead of time because he's a conspiracy theorist. So yeah. those guys tend to be right first, but then they're also wrong a lot. So uh, he was saying that, uh, you know, they're protesting for democracy. And conveniently, that's when this virus was released. But they were really protesting hard. Like, yeah, I had been paying attention uh, peripherally. I'm not going to act like it was the center of my life. But you right. know what I mean? Yeah, I was aware of what was happening. And they really were because they're going back to the one China mentality. You know, or yeah. well, the Chinese government has always been one China. Yeah. But as far as Taiwan and stuff like that, it's been more, um, what's it called? Uh, like, you know, kind of sovereign to a certain point or, mm -hmm. you know, under a different type of rule. And so they're gearing up to go back to being just one China, mm -hmm. which, like I said, China has always seen it that way. Like the Chinese government, when people were trying to make that seem like some kind of conspiracy theory, they were like, why won't he talk about Taiwan? Why won't he mention Taiwan specifically and how they handled the virus? And it's like, that's not anything like there's no mystery to that. Mm -hmm. That's because the Chinese government sees it as one China. Uh, the who is china and if you want if you want to deal with china if you want to get information from china if you want the chinese government to give you as much information as they're going to give you which they're only going to give you what they want to give you anyway because they're china yeah. <laughs> you know like all of these things like you know there's not it's like actually pretty linear if you look at it the reasons they do that can be devious or whatever else but the the 
like general thinking on that is very linear, you know, because it's one China. So if you're trying to get information from the Chinese government, but you're disrespecting them by talking about Taiwan like it's something separate, which they don't want you to do at all, then you're fucking yourself because they're like, okay, well, now we're going give, to give you even less information. Yeah. Now we're going to let you do even less research because you can't respect that we say Taiwan is still just a part of us. And so, you know, China is having to face that it's going to lose its uh, its power to control its own people the way it has. Mm -hmm. And I really do feel that. I feel that about everybody, though. Like people are slowly losing their grasp. It's happening in this country. And yeah. we don't even we have a lot more freedom than anybody else. Right. You know, but people are starting to just get like, you know, yeah, I don't really want this. Yeah. Yeah. They're, everybody's tired. Yeah. And they really flexed on us un unnecessarily in a lot of ways with this pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the stuff they did, it really did have people like if you look at the way things are happening now, people are like they're opening up and it's like because they don't have a choice because even people that were a little bit more on the worried side are just getting like. When can I go back to life? Yeah. And, but I always knew it was going to happen under Biden. And then everybody was like, oh, Trump's just lying about Johnson and Johnson and all the exact fucking companies that he mentioned are all coming out with um, vaccine. He's like, yeah, it's going to be the private sector that comes out with the vaccines. They're like, he, he can just say that he's lying. Yeah. And as soon as like Biden's in, they're like, it got good news. Biden got Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer and all. It's like, of course, there's going to be you know and amazon stepped in to help mm -hmm. you know like the way that they did everything it's like all of those different companies should be ashamed of themselves <laughs> they really should because if it was that important you should have done that under trump anyway you know yeah. what i mean like you should have just started publicly being like we'll help you know what i mean and then like force trump's hand in that way like right. you can either accept our help and us doing what we can do too or you can say fuck the people you know which is basically what that would amount to supposedly it was like you know i think a, a lot of the people that are getting credit for being so good should actually be reprimanded or the like people should be like you know well why didn't you help no matter who was in office yeah. Like, you know, isn't it really about helping the American people or is it about not wanting to prop out, prop up a particular person that you don't want to see get voted, you know, yeah, to stay? Right. And it, it's so entirely possible to have a vaccine that quickly because it's it's a fucking virus we've seen before in other versions. We've seen SARS. We've seen all these coronaviruses before. Mm -hmm. And if we have like a world effort and government funding to these companies to come up with something and we're going to cut down the overly crazy regulation and testing of these things, I absolutely think we can come out with a vaccine in a year. And that's what happened. But we made it seem like it was so impossible when Trump was talking about these uh, private companies coming up with something. Yeah, well, I don't and feel like people are really going to learn the, the real lessons from COVID anyway, because to me, the, the lessons from COVID aren't necessarily the ones that we've already discussed, you know, like as far as um, like statistics, numbers, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I don't feel like that's really the, the lesson for everybody to take away from this. I think what a lot of people should be noticing about all this is how broken our systems are. 
you know, and the amount of bureaucracy and red tape that it takes to get anything done. And yeah. it's like, you know, when you're working at that pace and dealing with all that, even if you really speed it up, it's still a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Like, look at what everybody's been going through with, like, the amount of people that haven't gotten unemployment. There's people that are still waiting to get any money. Yeah. Still. Yeah. I didn't get my shit until summer, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. We applied and just heard nothing back. You, you guys know? will know when they get their money here. Yeah, 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 we know. We know when they get the money. They sure do. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. you know, they're like they're not doing anything about that. You know, I know people that got outright denied and mm -hmm. they're actual like, you know, independent contractors and have been working, you know, and they should have been covered. Yeah. But, you know, because they, you know. Yeah. And we've definitely seen that stimulus money here with all the people at our hotel <laughs> like shit yeah, yeah it's a lot of stimulus money that was messing up vegas for a minute there but that's you know that's yeah. the opposite <laughs> these people are you know let me not start we're gonna speak in code on this. i told you you know corona is here to take a lot of people out and i wish that was some of them like yeah. you know but that's like everybody that i see like truly fucking up i have a, a a thing right now with people yeah just people in general where you know i i feel like a lot of them don't need to be here it's it's true it's, it's absolutely true yeah yeah i mean yeah, it, it, comedy. Most comedians should not even be comedians. I agree, and that's not people. Catty. Most people should not be alive. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of wasted space. Wasted. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm a little shiny. Yeah. Um, I think Good. I have something. You know what? She has it. Yes, please. I don't do more makeup. Yeah, I have blotting strips in my bag, and I always blot instead of. Yeah, I'm glad you're. I'm glad yeah. you're a follow fellow. Oh, and I use these exact same ones, but. They're good. Let me see. Sometimes the, the more expensive ones. Yeah. They uh, fall apart. I like this one. Oh, I found Thank you. Okay. Sorry. I have them. She's always uh. Perfect. Prepared. Yeah, you're super prepared. Yeah. Because I'm living in LA has made me so freaking vain. <laughs> yeah, that'll but happen. I also feel thankful that I learned all these tricks and know how to, you know, enhance what you got. Yeah, yeah. you have to. People got to look at you, you know, and you don't want to inconvenience them on that level. <laughs> <laughs> you really shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't. It shouldn't be like taxing to look at somebody. Yeah, you know, where you're like, All right, are we gonna, are we gonna really today? <laughs> you know, I just woke up right. And you're right. just looking at them like. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, so what are you guys? What's your guys' plan? You guys are in L.A. Are you guys staying in L.A. or are you guys? I'm going to try to bang it out. Like, she does so much better in L.A. because she does so good with auditions and stuff. I'm, I can't get rep for some reason. Wait, and, manager. Yeah, I finally got an acting manager. So now I definitely should stay. Cause I, you act as well? I uh, used to. He's good. 
I had to. no idea you were an actor. I did. Uh, well, the thing is, I've never done any projects. Well, yeah, I have. I've done some shit, but not, I've always focused on stand-up. But I took theater in college and yeah. theater in high school. But, uh, you know, I just didn't have a reel. And I was like, you know what? I think the real trick is to be a funny comic in L.A. Because I feel like that would make me stick out because there's not a lot of yeah. those. Uh, that turns out it's just that's not the currency. That's not what they use for currency. So, um, and stand up has made me so tired that I wouldn't mind a different lane for a little bit. Well, uh, you know, the way I feel about stand up is really I don't care what I do to make money as long as I can do stand up. Yeah. It's you know what better I mean? when so it's secondary. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like, you yeah. know, I, and I don't like count that as my only way of doing anything in life. You know, like yeah. if I end up finding something that I like that, you know, makes money and then I can just continue to do stand up for the because I am a comic. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I know what that's like and I know, you know, how that works out. So it's like, you know, yeah, I don't think that anybody should be worried about, you know, like if you can act and have that pay the bill or even just do commercials. Yeah. You know, there's comics that make fucking killing off doing commercials. I wish I was uh, talented in that way, but I just can't act. And it's that's a hard skill. Those commercials, especially. I think that's way harder than theatrical. No. She. Yeah, wow. No, no. Theatrical is way harder. Commercials, you're just a product. You're just a human product. Well, I can't do the product thing. Are you good I at reading at a teleprompter, Nancy? I'm I get confused and yeah yeah no theatrical is hard but I'm just saying I can't at all do the commercial shit I can't at all do any of it because it involves like being engaged yeah right it uh you know what I mean like I can talk to you because we're having an actual conversation so I can focus on you I can talk to you because we're you're talking to me about something that you know we're actually in a conversation but when it's like you know um i'm acting like i'm supposed to be in a conversation it's like i don't care about this you know what mm. i mean like i'm gonna be looking around i'm not gonna yeah because it's like words on a paper or whatever i did a a play before but it was just a play of one-liners <laughs> oh yeah yeah it was in hawaii the weenie manologues <laughs> this is great i want to <laughs> Yeah, the <laughs> it was the weenie man. Kato Kalen was the draw. Wow. Oh my God. Yep. That's amazing. Well, you're going to have your own talk show anyway. You don't need to be an actor. There's so many yeah. different things. I mean, you know, like you were saying earlier, these networks, they think they're on the pulse, that they're cutting edge. There's a reason why TikTok has way more traffic than network shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's going to continue. Like some people think the industry will find its way back. But uh, and I and, you know, like, I think it'll always exist. There will always be some form of that. Yeah. But I also feel like, you know, it's not going to come back to like being in charge and where everybody has to bow down yeah. to these networks yeah. or studios and just, you know, like we know too much. Right. Like when you can edit your own shit and put up quality stuff and then people can access that. Yeah. Like, you know, I really feel like everybody that's creative at all and intelligent will be able to figure out their own thing if they really yeah. try at it. And you do have to try your ass off, though. It is. And you have to try grind. different things. And, you know, like it's mm -hmm. not. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I was trying to build another channel 
for my uh well my comedy partner that we're touring together with and he didn't realize the the work that i was trying to put in just to have consistent content and i never was consistent because of that and then i'm so tired now from it like i was shooting all the time and then the edits are fucking brutal you need you know, to get back on it, though. I'm telling you as your friend, because you do create good stuff. And the problem with you really is that you are too nice. Like, you know, your comedy partner was great, cool. Yeah. I liked him. You know, he was yeah. he was a decent guy and everything like that. Yeah. But when you're working for two and you're one person, mm -hmm. there's no way that's not going to be extra taxing. Because yeah. if you think about the way you shot certain things, you shot certain things that were with him being the focus. Yeah. You know, and if a person isn't giving you equal, like me and Chris Storen work well together because like he'll do some things and I'll do others, you know, and I don't need him for anything and he doesn't need me for anything. Right. And so like either way, shit can keep going. And yeah. so and we also don't put a lot of pressure on each other, even though we do like keep each other motivated or remind each other that we've got to do shit. Yeah. But like, you know, all the way around, it's just you were in a bad situation. Yeah. I, I was always one of those where I couldn't find a crew. Yeah, so your could. YouTube popped, and then are you still um, putting new content up, or when's the last time you put something on uh, YouTube? It's been three months, so I need to get at it. I don't like this, Cody. <laughs> I know. I tell you what. I don't like this. You're living the dream. You got the traction that I and everybody else on YouTube would love to have. Yeah. So, I'll tell you what I'm running into. I'm so turn out content and make something happen. Yeah. You should keep it going. Keep with the momentum. Yeah. That's what you were working so hard for. And then it just happened by accident. It happened you know? in the 12th round when I was gassed. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think I. It's because he hasn't had shows as much on the road. That hurt. I'm trying. Like, I shoot a lot still. It's just I need the story to gel in my head afterwards like i i write the videos in the editing room if that makes sense yeah so but and that's a real heavy task and when you're on your third attempt at editing a story together and it, your first attempt was 12 hours and it just ended up being shit and you gotta do it again it just becomes really disheartening and then also i don't know if people really want that or do they want just stand-up clips and i did a little poll on youtube i'm like guys do you like this vloggy movie shit that i do or do you want just stand-up? And a lot of them said stand-up. I'm like, fuck. That's easy. Cool. But now I'm going to burn my material for you guys. You guys aren't paying for it, you know? So, I don't know. I would like to create some more stories, but those are very fucking hard. Well, so. if you take away people's choices, they'll put up with what you give them. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. That's the thing. Nobody yeah. gets to tell. I'm not putting up a poll. I don't care what you think. Either watch yeah. or don't. See, because what will happen, in my opinion, what I think will happen is that the people that are really down for you and what you are and what you want to be, like they really get you, are mm -hmm. going to stick around. And then the ones that just joined because they, you know, thought you were this one dimensional thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're that one set. This is all you get to be or like, yeah, yeah you can put out on, you know, other material. But dance monkey dance is kind of the mentality with those people. Yeah. So yeah. you want to cut those out, in my opinion. You don't want them anyway. So right. what if they drop off or don't watch or whatever? I need somebody sure. that wants to see me grow. I need people that want to see me like 
yeah. be what it is I want to be. You know right. what I mean? Like, and yeah, I mean, like, because of the amount, like, I wouldn't tell you this if you didn't put the amount of effort into it that you do. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were turning out shit, I'd be like, yeah, well, how could you expect people to stick <laughs> around for that? Yeah. You know, but the kind of stuff you do, you shoot it well. You obviously take forever to edit it. Like you just said, sometimes you'll scrap it and do it again. So you're obviously being mindful. You're thinking about your audience, you know, because if it's shit to you, because I'm sure your thinking is if it's shit to me, it's going to be shit to them. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. So I might as well scrap it and start over. And I know because I've done that before with certain videos where I really had to move them around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I've noticed something was a little bit off. But that's where me or me and you are different because I'll be like, well, then that's what they're getting today. You know, yeah. I'm not scrapping it. I put eight hours into this. Yeah. It's fucking seven minutes. Right. Bye. <laughs> get out of my face. You know, like. Yeah. I, but, I would like to get something more digestible and just that can turn over quicker, you know. So I'm thinking you know, video podcast. That would maybe be the trick because. Experiment. Know, Experiment yeah. and see what you are. But, but just start doing again. Because yeah. really, I li- I was so happy when you got that. What's it called? When you got that pop. Yeah. I was. That's why I was all over your shit and fucking calling you and like, you know. Yeah telling you as much as I could tell you to help you, you know, keep your momentum going and whatever, you know, like any way I could tell you anything. Cause you know, I was happy to see that happen. Yeah. I, so don't I, let it. Yeah. You know, like three months isn't bad. It's not like you it's fucked yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, it's time to put something out, even yeah. if it's something small, even if it's just like, you know, maybe compromise and give them both, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, just a short clip and you being like, hey, it's Cody. I know I haven't been around for a while, but, you know, I'm working on these ideas. Hopefully you guys will be into them. Yeah. If you're not good riddance. Right. I yeah. enjoyed having you. I also you. have to artistically be into it. Yeah. You know, and the stuff that I'm really into is it's not just a stand up clip. I like doing a joke and then cutting to a field piece or something in real life where that joke is actually relevant. Yeah. And I feel like that is a new thing because, you know, there, I really like a lot of YouTube vloggers that do it really well. Uh-huh. I'm like, fuck, how did he make his day so interesting? Yeah. Did he shoot it right. But I was like, you know, it'd be even more interesting if a stand up comic was fucking doing that and something happened in the parking lot. Then he goes on stage and talks about it. And it cuts back to the parking lot. I'm like, that's the shit that I like. A crazy story with good stand-up, but that is some real editing. Uh, you have to watch a lot of your shit that you shot. So. And you have to have stand-up opportunities. Exactly. And since I haven't had the stand-up opportunities, I could burn my old material and connect it to some field pieces. But then I'm like, well, I'm about to burn my fucking material, and these guys aren't paying me a dime. They just now showed up after 15 years, you know. So that's kind of the thing. I, I'm a little hesitant. Yeah. Don't let them be your boss. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, but have you ever thought about putting together a monologue? A monologue? Yeah, like a late night monologue. Oh, like a stand-up set monologue. Yeah. Yeah, I always say something edgy. So? Well, that's what YouTube is for. You're not worried about... I mean, like, do your own... Like, you know, like, you could do uh, your own, like, weekly monologue if you wanted to. And basically, like, open mic. Like, the truth is, you know what's funny just like I do. You don't really need to go to a million open mics to fucking do that. And, like, the beauty of what we do when you're on YouTube is, like, Mm -hmm. you can shoot it. You can re-record it. You can splice together the jokes. You know, I really think that, you know, that's something that maybe you should consider too okay 
that's we have a green screen at the house. Yeah, I would do my shit right at home if I felt like it just because, you know, why not? Like, you know, like that's something I've considered. I just Mm -hmm. haven't done it yet because I'm not as good with the technical side as you are, even though you, you know, admit it takes you a long time or stuff like that. You tend to be better with that. So does Chris Storen, you know, like my shit. I try to keep it as basic as possible because. Yeah. I'm learning how to edit faster. I watched a video saying like, stop watching the footage in the project as you're editing it. Cause I'll go back and watch it and go back and like, no trim there and then put this here. And it's like, no, you know what that clip is. Do not click play ever again. Cause that's another three minutes. That's another four minutes and it fucking adds up. So, so you don't watch it over like, what well, do you what do? I'm going to start doing now, but I used to watch the fuck out of it over and over again, just to make sure it was like perfect. So, okay. Uh, you can't do that. You if you if your day is twelve hour editing jobs, which I'm trying to cut it down to five. Um, twelve hour editing jobs, you can't go out and shoot at twelve hours because you got to sleep the other eight, and then the remaining you have shit to do. It's just not sustainable if you want daily content. So. Yeah, that Shang video was eight solid hours of editing for me because you know I shot the what's it called first, where yeah. I was watching it, like my reactions to it. And then I had to go in and cut them in. And then if I had like something I wanted to reference and drop in a clip of, you know, like when I put the clip of them, like their, you know, an episode of their thing, an old yeah. episode. Illinois State Health Department. Yeah, thanks. And yeah, yeah, so like editing all that stuff in, you know, it was, that right. part was a headache. And then, you know, having to drop in me talking and when I wanted to yeah. do just reactions. And so, yeah, so I get what you're saying when it's like, you know. Because you have to watch that. You have to watch those inserts. Uh-huh. So that takes time. You're like, okay, where's the thing? I got to go watch Shang talk. I got to watch this thing. So it, a lot of the editing is just watching the shit. So it's like, Fuck. I got so much shit to watch. Like, like if I did an hour long set, I got to watch all of it. Yeah. And if you're not obsessed with the number of views, but you do know the number of views you usually get, and Mm -hmm. then it's even low for that. And you put a lot of work into it. It really does take the wind out of you. You know, that's what happened to me. It does. You know what I mean? You're like, all right, well, I only get like a hundred usually anyway. And this one got 20 after I fuck it, you know, like, yeah. (laughs) And this then I started watching. Let's talk real numbers here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> the time and the hurts that you feel like. Yeah, it's like right. tw- 20. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, and I was starting to watch the analytics of like when they lose uh, attention. Yeah. In the videos. And it's a lot of the shit that I took my sweet ass time yeah. editing, like just sexy edits, really good. And that's when they're just like, oh, skip until I find him on stage holding a microphone. There it is. Click play. So they'll, my video go, and then, then they'll watch fucking stand up and then I'll go back to the field piece stuff. I'm like, this is where the brilliance is. Like that's real life. And it's going back on stage. Don't you see? And I don't know if they're catching that. So then I'm whittled down to, okay, just upload the stand up. But I'm like, I ain't trying to burn my material for free. No, because the opposite is what you want. Yeah, it's true. Like you should keep doing what you're doing in exactly the way you're doing the way you feel it, I should say. And like only let that be your guide, because really you want the people that appreciate the same part you appreciate Mm -hmm. that are like, yeah, the stand up is great. But like I like these things, you know, that's who you actually want to keep. Yeah. You don't want to try to figure out how to please those basics because like, (laughs) yeah. 
You know, yeah. and it really is just stand up. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're like, well, I know how to do stand up. And really, if you really like my stand up as much as you're pretending to on YouTube, you can get your ass up and come to a fucking show. Right. You yeah. know, like you, you travel everywhere. Yeah. So exactly. when you're actually able to be on the road, you actually do travel everywhere. Yeah. So it's like you can come see. I feel the same way with me. It's like, you know. There's a good chance you can come to see me. You don't have to be like New York, L.A. to see me. Technically, those are the places you'll see me the least, especially yeah. now. You know, mm -hmm. so, yeah, if you're middle America or whatever, why can't you come out to see me? Exactly. You know, I got Little Rock coming up. I got Wichita yeah. coming up. I got um, El Paso, Texas. You know, like I'm yeah. where you can get your ass up and see me. Yeah. And it's weird that they think they're doing you a favor by watching your shit. Yeah. I do almost yeah. no stand-up stuff on YouTube. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm going to try to shift them over, but yeah. all the traffic came from that laugh factory clip. It got like, what's mm -hmm. that? Probably about 2 million hits now. So they just want more of that. And then also just my material alone. I know these fucking basics won't be able to even handle the material that I have other because they, they're looking for like a Gary Owen because they're like, Oh, white guy that's funny in front of black crowds. I'm like, that's not all my shit. Wait till I talk about gender neutral bathrooms and you're just going to log off. Yeah. You know, because like I'm Gary Owen's wife is also looking for another Gary Owen, by the way. Um, go ahead. Wait, is that true? She's divorced. They're divorcing. Uh, yeah, because I heard about some. They're done. Why. It's in the hot sheets. Damn. Does that mean he can't say uh, as much stuff anymore? You know what? I think Jay-Z <laughs> said this back to what you're saying. He says, you be you until it's you they want. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's what it has to be. Like, yeah, I wouldn't try to fucking, like, you know. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's just trying to figure out what they like. I like try to please the people that get me. Yeah. That I do. You know what I mean? The people that actually support my shit and do notice, like, the little nuggets that I give there or take things exactly the way. When they have something to say, I listen to those comments. I'll read right. those. Yes. But when it's just some hater or somebody that's a looky-loo, it's like, yeah, I don't care what you think because you're not really going to be here anyway. Yeah. You know, so I only pay attention to the people that are, yeah, and yeah. like really watching my content and know what to expect from me. And they're like, you know, oh, I don't really, you know. and But they usually give the nicest critiques anyway in the nicest way. You know, they'll yeah. just be like, you know, this is what I love seeing, which is the way to get anybody to do anything is positive reinforcement is better than negative. You know, yeah. so if you tell them I love that you do this mm -hmm. and it's like, OK, well, I want to make you love that some more. Right. You know, or if you tell me I hate that you do this, it's like, well, why do I care what you hate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've always been that person, though. So I feel like you were perfect for YouTube. It took me a while to not give a fuck about people. Once I realized that, it, it took me to realize that. But I feel like you were just born fuck everybody a little bit, right? It's happening more every day. And it was, no, I, like when I first, when I was younger and when I first started out, I really was like, you know, not a full people pleaser, but I was trying to do everything as close to the right way as possible. And then I had a lot of people shit on me and not be nice to me because like for a lot of people, when you're willing to like, you know, do what you have to do to get things done and you're um, like you don't complain a lot, they'll look at that as like um, this guy can take a lot of abuse and then so, they'll just keep shitting on you. So that's how that same thing. 
And that's where I was. I can't take this anymore. Yeah. So one day I just snapped and was like, you know, yeah, fuck everybody. And I don't care. And like, you know, well, one day I allowed myself to snap for the first time. Yeah. And then from there, it just started happening. Were you doing comedy then? Yeah, I probably there's a comic that probably made me like, you know, the first comic to make me snap was probably Jen Cobra. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's no, she's Bay Area. Was she's on some shows, uh, some TV shows. Yeah, there. she was on Tiburon, Tiburon. Okay. Or the whatever that, or maybe it's not called that. How uh, are you guys now? Huh? How are you guys now? Are you guys okay now, or was it? Um, I'll yeah. be cool with her if I see her or whatever. And we had to do a thing together. But there's this thing where, um, she's just uh like a. Like people say I'm not a nice person, but me and Jen are the opposite. Like if you know me, I'm actually a nice person. I'm cool, whatever. But I don't pretend to be like overly lovey-dovey, nice and stuff like that. She's the opposite. Like if you really know her, she's not a nice person. You know, like there were like, you know, I was doing a bunch of colleges with her. She booked 70 some colleges at NACA yeah. and she had this like run and I was supposed to do it with her and she was going to pay me $150 a show, which like, you know, 10% is, of the check. Huh? 10%. Yeah. Well, she was making even bigger cause you know, she was really popular. Mm. So I would imagine like, you know, 2000 to 2,500 was what she was getting per because i mean like she was the sweetheart of naca that year and they were just saying everybody wanted her and you know like this was when i first went on the road and so she was giving me 150 dollars, and i didn't mind you know what i mean but then like they just would do this shitty stuff like you know i was sleeping on the floor the whole time and i didn't mind that you know i was cool with everything being as like low budget as possible um you know as far as i went but um you know then they made a rule that we they didn't want to stop at any chains. They wanted to only eat at like, you know, diners and stuff like that. Mm. And I'm only making 150 a show. Yeah. And there's some days that we don't work and like, you know, I need to conserve and be able to pay my rent back in LA at that time. And now you've just changed it. So I can't get a 99 cent hamburger because <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I got to go to diners because you're only going to diners and then, you know, keeping the AC cranked. What's going on? Chris Storen is here. Bijou, stop. That's wicked, actually. You think about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all sorts of stuff like that was happening, you know, so it was just, um, you know. Mm. yeah and but like you know it, there there was also a lot of um race jokes um you know because i'm mexican and really? there was one particularly embarrassing situation where i was at her family's place because like you know we had a break for a couple of days and the plan was to go to lake charles so we're in lake charles and um there was a part where um, I told them that I would take their car to get it clean for them, you know, because that's what we were traveling in. Mm-hmm. But she had a Honda Element, and um, we were in front of her family, obviously all white as well. And then um, I asked Jen for her keys, and then she was like, um, 
she was like they were like where are you going ty and i was like i'm gonna go wash the car and then jen was like he's gonna go wash the car because he's mexican and that's what his people do and like it would have been a funny joke like maybe in an audience or something like that but like when i'm just around a bunch of white people and now i'm leaving to literally wash your car after you say that it makes it look like, you know yeah, what I mean? you're actually going to wash the car. Yeah, and I'm your okay. servant now. This yeah. is I'm doing this because this is what I do. How right. ironic, and she's the PC college sweetheart comic. Yeah. yeah. I don't say anything about that, about like that, about my Mexicans. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then leave me in the car with the AC turned off and the windows rolled oh. up while you run into a gas station and then it takes you and your wife longer than you thought. And that oh. happens three times. A point where I ask for my blanket because your wife has been sleeping on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's now my turn to... Uh, sleep after I've been driving all night and your wife is mad at me because I want my blanket so I can actually go to sleep after she's been asleep all night using my blanket, you know, like, uh, and that turning into an argument, just like, you know, your dog being a service dog, but it's not really a service dog. And you ask to use my credit card so that um, we can like, you know, cause the person that checks in has to have a credit card and you got to be out of town. Yeah. And I figure it's cool and just don't put any charges on my card. And then you tell the hotel that I'm hard of hearing and I'm the one that needs the dog. Oh. Jesus, man. And so I've got to pretend to be hard of hearing when we get to the hotel. <laughs> And I don't know how to pretend to be hard of hearing. And I don't want to have to think about that while I'm checking into a hotel. What a Yeah. Sounds like you can't even make this up. Yeah. I finally flew myself home because I, I really couldn't have any charges on that credit card. You know, I just wasn't comfortable with that. And I was, like I said, not making that much money and, you know, having to take care of everything. And so, like, my thing was... Uh, you know, I just was like, okay, you, you know, when she asked to use the credit card, I was like, okay, but there can't be any charges on the credit card. And she was okay. She said, okay. And so we get to the hotel room, me and her wife check in. I'm having to play hard of hearing the whole time. Yeah. And it's really stressing me out because I don't know, like, if I'm supposed to look at their lips and try to read their lips or if I'm yeah. supposed to, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to act. And this is happening, you know, they put us in a special handicap room, uh, which is right near the desk. And so anytime yeah. I come out, I got to pretend to be hard of hearing again. Right. I can't talk on my phone. I can't do this stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You complain about something. You're like, can I have my credit card back? She's like, no. And you got to be like, what? <laughs> like, I fuck. Yeah, and so her wife, uh, so her wife asked me if I wanted to go eat with her, and I didn't feel like eating at that point. And I was like, "No, I'm just gonna stay in the hotel room." And then she was like, "Well, then I'm just gonna order some room service." And I was like, "If you order room service, it'll be put on my credit card. That's what they do." And then yeah. she was like, uh, "She was like, it's just gonna be soup." And I was like, "Yeah, we agreed that we weren't gonna put any car- charges on my credit card." And then she was like, "It's just soup, Thai." And then you know. Uh, I was okay. like, please don't put any charges on my credit card. Yeah. And then she was like, I'm going to get soup. And she just picked up her, picked up the phone. And I was like, all right, I'm fucking leaving. And I flew myself home. Good for you. Yeah. That's great. And, and then, Jen threatened me like, you know, before I left. Yeah. There's no way to be cool after that. Um, 
Oh, just like, you know, well, Ty, I would hate for, I've told people about you, like my agent and my manager, and I would just hate for anybody to hear anything bad about you. And I was like, well, then don't tell them. You know, don't say anything about me and then nobody will hear anything about me. Yeah. And, you know, I can't pay, afford to pay you right now. I don't have the money. They haven't sent me my check. So I, I don't even have the money to pay you. And I was like, I'll fly myself home. Just make sure you pay me what you owe me. And that's it. Did she? Yeah, she did. Okay. But it took a couple months. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, they give you the check pretty quickly. I know, uh, but, you know, that's the way she played it because she was still trying to power play. But we're we're cool now, but she every once in a while will chi- try to chime in with, like, real liberal type shit. Mm. And I'll just, like, you know, last time I let her know she was racist. Nice. On okay. Twitter. So. Well, that's but, what's, uh, so it was imperative that you eventually get independence in the business. Yeah. Because there's so many people like that. See, I was saying on video, I'm trying to shoot a vlog today. What I loved about, what I always loved about you is that you comment on almost every uh, slight or inconsideration or just all these fucking assholes in this business, which most people are assholes in the business. They're the worst people. Uh, and because you comment on it, you get looked at as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like in sports when someone responds to uh, a foul and then they push, that guy gets ejected, the second guy. But really, he was responding to. And so when people try to act like, oh, look at the drama that surrounds so-and-so, or look at the drama that surrounds Ty, so he must be the problem. Like, you don't know how many fucking assholes there are. Yeah. Because if I comment on every, which I do, I comment a lot, but if I did it even more, it would look like I'm just a constant problem, which I know it looks like I'm a constant problem because I I already do it enough as it is. Yeah. So um, I don't. I never use that as a rubric to like judge somebody like, oh, there's drama surrounding. I'm like, they might just be fixing the fucking cesspool. Yeah. People. And if you're in my actual life, you know, there's actually no drama. Right. You know, like there's that shit that fucking happens on the outside. But like, you know, Chris Doran, we're best friends. We don't have any drama. Uh, I hang out with Lizzie Korea and Freddie, you know, like the, occasionally that's a, a couple of people that I hang out with. Mm-hmm. We don't have any drama. Like, you know, Ron Vi is a good friend of mine, even though we don't get to hang out all the time or anything like that. We don't have any drama. You know, like my best friend, Renee we haven't argued in years you know yeah. last time we were drunk in atlantic city and i do admit i flicked her in the nose but <laughs> <laughs> we're ethnic and sometimes brown people do shit yeah. that white people consider abuse um anyway <laughs> we don't hit our kids <laughs> it has been absolutely lovely chatting with you cody great. Where can people find you? Where do you want to be found? I, I would love to be found on YouTube. Uh, that's where I want to put my. And I probably I know it comes. Cody off Woods amazing. comedian or yeah, Co- just put in Cody Woods comedian. My channel will pop up, and I'm trying to let me know what you guys think about this no, experimental. No, don't let them know. Don't don't uh, you yeah. don't care what they think. Remember, we've been over this. You don't, right. don't fucking care. What care. You think. Watch it. But thank you. That's for being, what Cody needs from you is to watch it. Just watch it. If you like it, keep watching it. If you don't like it, stop watching it. Keep watching. Don't it. share your opinions. Just Nobody fucking cares. Open a hate new watch tab. It. Open a new yeah, tab. Yeah, hate watch it. Let it play through. I need. The if thing. you really hate, it, yeah, just let it fucking and do that for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Just hit a playlist and let it. Let her go. Turn the volume down. I don't care if you don't listen. It's yeah. not. <laughs> I don't need your attention. I need that money. <laughs> 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 oh man. 
This well, is truly wonderful. It's an honor to be here, and your set looks amazing. Congratulations, Chris Storen, and your art. This looks incredible. Thank you. This will be better next time. Thank you, Nancy. For Where can they find you, or where do you want to be found? Oh, they didn't okay. even get to see you. I'm actually a date coach, too, part-time. Nancy Lee Woods Coaching, or YouTube. YouTube for me, too. You're a date coach? Yeah. Okay. We can talk about that another time. All right, so you... Coach the prostitutes on how to <laughs> get these dates. <laughs> That's true. I'm that would be fucking great. Or she's just like, you know, all right, approach that car. Hey, want a date? <laughs> like, just dick some booty cheeks out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so say it again, Nancy. YouTube. Oh, so yeah, YouTube Nancy J. Lee or Nancy Lee Woods Coaching.com for date coaching. Nancy Lee Woods Coaching.com. Yep. Got it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Snoopy Bijou says bye, even though she's currently in the pokey. Appreciate you watching. This has been Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world.